0: Curriculum Associates presents the Extraordinary Educators podcast with hosts Danielle Sullivan and Sari Laveris. Hear tips, best practices, and successes to improve your teaching and leadership and drive student growth and learning. We're here for you. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome to the Extraordinary Educator podcast. I'm Danielle.
0: And I'm Sari. This week, we are joined by our amazing colleague, Josh Hall, who is a National Director of Content and Im- Implementation at Curriculum Associates.
1: And Josh is talking to us about engagement. And I think this is a really helpful episode to listen to anytime, because I think educators are often wondering how to engage students. And I love the way he frames it in this very interesting formula, plus gives some really great concrete examples on how to make sure that you are engaging students, the whole student and whatever they're learning.
0: Exactly. So enjoy. And here's our conversation with Josh. Welcome back, Josh. It is so great to have you on the podcast again.
2: Oh, it's always great to be here with you, too.
0: So, Josh,
1: tell us, what have you been up to? What are some things you're thinking about recently?
2: Yeah. uh, There's always so much that that's running through my mind, but a topic that keeps coming up. Uh, is this topic of engagement and especially now we're all coming back from winter break or or just about ready to come back depending on where you're at in the country and um, just looking at how can we get kids re-engaged after this break and continue that momentum that was started before winter break.
1: All right so let's talk about that. How can we get students engaged? What are some of your top uh, strategies or bits of research to uh, consider when thinking about engagement?
2: Yeah, so uh something that I've really been diving into are are really going into the different types of engagement. And uh there's three big types of engagement that come up, up over and over when you're when you start to dive into this. And uh those three types are behavioral engagement, cognitive engagement, and some people call it refer to it as emotional engagement or affective engagement. And each of these three types of engagement, what I find fascinating is in order to have full engagement, we really have to have all three dimensions of this uh, of this met. So yes, beha- and, and when we think about in the classroom, and I'm thinking back on my time in the classroom, a lot of time and attention is focused on behavioral engagement, right? That is that on-task behavior, uh, that classroom management, making sure everything is in order, but really focusing something that i would really challenge everyone to do is really t- yes behavioral engagement is important but making sure that we're taking it past that down into that cognitive engagement where we're helping kids really uh grapple with those more cons- complex concepts and issues and that deep processing of information and a quote that i uh, came across that really resonated with me on this was an article i read from um Fisher, Fry, and Gonzalez. And they said real engagement isn't just engagement of students, those signs of attentiveness and fulfilling requirements. It's also engagement by students, evidence that they are interacting with what they learn. And uh, so as we're moving into this new year, just keeping both of those things in mind. Um, yes. We do need engagement of students. They need to be paying attention and, and doing what we're what we're asking, but really engagement by students. How are they interacting with what they learn? And Dr. Shiraki Hawley has some incredible engagement strategies that he's designed as part of our Magnetic Reading 3.5 program. But the good news is these protocols or engagement strategies can really be used across any grade and any subject. I've worked on these strategies with K-2 teachers and middle school teachers, with science and social studies, math and reading teachers. And there are lots of ways to get kids engaged in the learning.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I'm sure everyone listening is saying, that sounds great. What are they? Tell us. So Josh, what are some things, what are some actions that teachers can take tomorrow in their classroom to really get that deep cognitive engagement that you talked about?
2: Absolutely. And you know what, we will make sure and link some of these down in the show notes so that you'll have these to peruse and find the ones that resonate with you and you think uh, will resonate with your kids. But let's let's see what are some of my favorites. One of my favorites right now, I guess would be um, musical shares. And the reason that one of the reasons I love musical shares is that it encourages movement, but it also allows for multiple perspectives. And as we're thinking about, so yes, the behavioral engagement is we're playing the music, the kids are getting up, they're finding a partner. This is a way, I mean, so many creative ways you can do this. Everybody can throw their favorite song in the hat and you choose a song a day or a week and that's the song you use or you put a a vote up at the beginning of the week and the class votes on the song. Like so many ways to make it your own, but that's all the behavioral engagement part, which is one of the aspects that we need to make sure is in place if we want full engagement. The cognitive engagement part of this though is where I have posed a thought-provoking question beforehand. I've given students time to think about that question, to respond independently to that question using whatever evidence that would that 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 they have or based on the class discussions. I I could have them doing this with a partner where they're answering a thought provoking question together, whatever that I mean, I could tie this to science, social studies, math, reading, you name it. And then. I play the music and they find a partner, they meet up, they share their response to that thought-provoking question, they have a conversation, they have an opportunity to add on to what they had, or maybe they want to change their mind after talking with their partner, they saw a new perspective they had not thought of before, And then I start the music, they, uh, I was going to say run around, no, not run around, they walk briskly around or leisurely around the classroom, whatever you have in place, find a new partner, and I do that a couple of times, and again, when we do this, now students aren't, they just don't have their perspective in mind, but they've had a chance to see three or four other perspectives to really get a a more holistic view or well-rounded view of the topic at hand.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. And I'm going to add, because the third component you keep talking about is emotional engagement. Yes, thank you. What if we added to this that not only do students switch and share, but maybe they could share something that the music is making them feel as they're talking to each other about cognitive strategies. So it's introducing the emotion and the cognitive together. It's just, mm-hmm. these are the things that educators could think about when the, I love that you said mm-hmm. cognitive, behavioral, and emotional engagement. And I think a lot of times the emotional engagement tends to be something that is on Tuesday during the SEL course. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to weave in um, how music evokes emotion. Like that's, that's a perfect example. So thank you so much for sharing that. And we're about to run out of time. So I want to know what's another strategy that you love, if you could even just share another strategy, and then what would be the cognitive behavioral and emotional pieces of a different, another one of your favorite
2: strategy? So another one of my favorite strategies that I've actually used this strategy with adults. So when I say like these strategies span the range, I've used this in sessions with educators. And it's so interesting to see the changing in thinking and the refining and all of that as it it goes through. It's called Stronger and Clearer. And this is definitely one upper elementary to middle school and above. K2, I I haven't tried this with K2, but you know what? There might be some ways that we could even uh, do that down there. That's where that teacher creativity can come in. Uh, But anyway, the behavioral engagement is, again, I posed a thought-provoking question all right? And I've given my students an opportunity to respond based on whatever knowledge they have at hand. And and again, it's also important to think about when I'm going to place these into my lesson. So uh, one way I've done it is I've posed the thought provoking question at the beginning of the lesson. So they write down whatever they know before the lesson. And then throughout the lesson, I give them an opportunity to (laughs) revisit and make their definition or their answer stronger and clearer. And then they have a chance to talk with a partner. And now again, they're seeing those multiple perspectives. So here you start seeing that cognitive engagement coming in. And then you, um, after you know, maybe another day, a day or two next in the lesson, we look at what they have, they think about what they've learned from this text or this source, they talk with their partner, they make it stronger and clearer. And again, you're seeing Yes, the behavioral pieces, they're responding, they're talking with their partner, they know how to do a turn and talk or find a partner. The cognitive though, is the way that they're they're thinking is deepening and evolving. And um, when I did this with adults, we were doing it on the concept of discourse. And I actually had uh, one of the educators say, Mm wow, you're really changing my thinking around discourse. Uh, And that's the cognitive engagement is when our thinking is broadening and deepening and evolving um, throughout. The emotional piece, Danielle, do you have anything to maybe add in on that piece?
1: Yes. You could even add something so simple as just a connected question. So there's the cognitive question, but you could say, what's your favorite color? What is your... Just something simple to get them talking and then they can dig into the more cognitive. That's going to help just emotionally connect with the partner to find similarities.
2: Oh, okay. Love it. it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow.
2: Great. Well, if you want to see more strategies, we'll link them in the show notes. And uh, it's been so great being here with you both today.
0: Thank you so much, Josh, as always for sharing all of your expertise and insights. We love talking with you.
2: I love, I love talking with you and I wish you all and everyone listening a happy 2024.
0: Get inspired by following us on social media and please tag us in your posts on Twitter at Curriculum Soch and on Instagram at My iReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to help more educators like you join the conversation, please leave a review. And remember, be you, be true, be
1: extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates, editing by Whiteboard Geeks, social media by Atsy Hannon, guest booking by Sari Labaris, production by Haley Browning. This podcast is copyright material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.